Are you interested in cracking the customer code? You've got customers, and we will help you work with them to deliver a great experience to grow your business. I'm Jeannie Walters. And I'm Adam Taporic. Join us as we learn from those business leaders who get it. And a few who don't. And together, we'll crack the customer code. Welcome to Episode 8 of Crack the Customer Code. Today, we've got a great show. We're covering a lot of topics. Yes, and we are going to talk about stalking the customer. This is really particularly uh, in uh, retail-type environments, but it can happen anywhere. It can. And then I think we've got a excellent guest today. We do. Joni Williams, who's president of KSM Media and KSM South. She's really fantastic, and she's looking at marketing and advertising and how that fits into customer experience. I am looking forward to that. And then I know for our customer hero, customer zero segment, you have a big, huge customer zero. I do. It's a good gripe. Yep. A a large office space provider across the United States. I, uh, I have something to say about that. Yep. Well, you know that they need to be careful who they're dealing with because nobody puts (laughs) Genie in a corner. Exactly. So let's talk about stocking. I've actually got a whole chapter in my new book, Be Your Customer's Hero. Shameless nice. plug. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out in April. No, but seriously, I've got a whole chapter about being a helicopter rep. Ah. Uh, similar to the helicopter parent type m- motif. Right. I have been the, on the other end of that as a customer. How does it feel? It feels terrible. And in fact, one guy who would not leave us alone drove my husband and I out of a store. Because we just would not buy from him because he was so in our grill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it's terrible because you get people that do that. You know, they're just all over you. Then you've got people that just need to understand the idea of personal space. Because uh, yes. uh, that's always fun. But you know what's really, you know, it's tough for the service providers. I really feel for the people on the front lines that are delivering the service. I mean, granted, there's a percentage that are clueless or just they're all over you. But it's hard to know because every customer is different. You know, there was an MSNBC poll that found out like, you know, a third of people love self-checkout lanes and it's their, their top preference. That's right? my preference right now. Okay. So when I'm watching you in the store and I need to decide whether to approach you, you're one of the third, you know, the 33% of people that really doesn't want to talk to me. Hmm. And you don't really want to talk to me anyways. that way. <laughs> right. But it's about how you do it, right? I mean, that's the thing. You prefer less interaction. It doesn't mean don't talk to me. It doesn't mean don't check on me, but it means less interaction. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. one of the real keys I've found is being able to read body language. That is important in any walk of life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And particularly if you're customer facing. Absolutely. And that's maybe why this guy in the furniture store annoyed us so bad because we were giving him all the signals or so we thought to back up and he wouldn't. He was literally following us around about a foot behind us with a clipboard, making sure that he was going to get our sale. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like learn to read the signal. So I was uh, getting some shirts a couple of weeks back, uh, dress shirts. So guy's like, well, let me measure your neck. I'm like, no, thank you. He's like, no, 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 really, really. I was like, no, really, no, thank you. And that's but, but by the third no thank you, I was saying it with a noose around my neck <laughs> being uh, held by his hands. And, you know, he just couldn't get, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't even throwing off like, you know, whatever body language signals i was literally saying do not do this please i do not want you to do this so yeah i mean you can absolutely do too, it's too much of a good thing you know it's too attentive too nice and you, you know you can end up smothering the customer well i think 
what we're saying is you have to learn how to greet people without creeping them out. <laughs> yes, very well put. Well, if you want to hear more about what I think about these subjects and others, head over to my blog at 360connects.com. It's 360connext.com. Excellent. And we have a great guest today. We do. Joni Williams. Joni is the president of Kelly Scott Madison slash KSM and KSM South in Austin, Texas. KSM manages online and offline media research, planning, buying, and analytics for a wide range of local and national clients, some of whom include North Shore Health Systems, Tito's Vodka, and Jimmy John's. That's mm. <laughs> making me hungry. So, Joni, hi. Thanks for being here. Why, thank you, Jeannie. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Well, I know that you and I have had some really interesting conversations about where media is going. And I was wondering if you could fill us in on what you see for the future of that and how that fits into customer experience. That is a huge question. <laughs> we don't do small. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's a, that's a, that's no quick answer, but I will tell you when we, when we met and we were at the um, event together, the biggest thing for me and getting all of our clients and our staff to understand that media advertising, the cons customer experience is becoming one and the same. Mm -hmm. I think that what's happening is with the, all the innovation, all technology, what's happening with the media fragmentation and all the cool gadgetry that's happening mm -hmm. that customers, first off, our consumers expecting more. So with them being able to have more options, they're be having higher expectations. Their standards have been raised. So it means that we have to do everything quicker, mm -hmm. faster. We have to find ways to engage them in ways they want to be engaged. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And what's really interesting is, you know, I think that expectations even works on another level that you're pointing out, which is, you know, the marketing, which is where you come from, helps create the customer expectations that later have to be realized. And when there's you know, a sort of disconnect between the marketing and the customer experience piece, you know, there can really be issues. So Talk about that a little. Are you talking about the overpromise under deliver concept? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been ever since I've been in the business. I mean, overpromising, you know, it's like I've worked with restaurant chains before who've done these amazing TV spots and then people go in and it doesn't meet their expectations. And so we're driving media can drive people to take actions, mm -hmm. but that's pretty much what it does. And so therefore, if the client can't, deliver on that expectation and now what that means it's not it's it, it's the in-store in restaurant experience for instance but it's also take jimmy john's for instance it's um the sandwich has to be what they expect it also has to be freaky fast it means the sandwich has to be made quickly it has to get to them quickly they have to be, be able to order it quickly they have to be able to when we're doing um digital media for them we have to be able to follow them very politely without annoying them so that when, <laughs> when we're serving them ads to remind them at a specific time of day to order Jimmy John's that we're relevant to them. That fits perfectly. Jimmy John's has really hitched their wagon to fast, right? I mean, that's it. They, they've set the bar. So everything they do has to be fast now. Right. Well, they are moving away a little bit from that because it's really, it was never meant to be fast delivery. It was always meant to be just fast making it quickly. 
and the fact that they ended up getting it to you quickly, they do that only because they will only deliver within a five mile radius. Mm. So in other words, they've, they've, and they're very strict about that. So that's another engagement with the customer that they, they're, they're very straightforward with it. So I had a family member who moved a half a mile away and they could no longer get Jimmy John's at home. Mm. And Jimmy John's, I give them credit for this. They said, we can't do that because then they won't be able to deliver on their, the customer expectation. Right. And this is what's so complicated about customer experience, right? Because from the business perspective, that makes a lot of sense because they don't want to disappoint the customer. But by not delivering, they're actually disappointing the customer. <laughs> so absolutely. Well, which is why they're then their next business model is to constantly every restaurant does this. Then you build enough to be able to have the magnitude that you're able to reach the people who want mm-hmm. like. But I have a per, you know, my family is my nephew. It's like when he wants one, he'll even say to them, I'll meet you on this corner. <laughs> so that's great it's well, like that old seinfeld where elaine did that with chinese food oh yeah so well i think it's really compelling to think about how marketing and advertising and all the things that happen before somebody may even be aware of a brand has an impact on the long-term experience and i think it's something that a lot of folks in those industries don't think about at all so I give you a tremendous amount of credit just for thinking that way in general and for having a firm where you're you're moving in that direction. You're helping your clients move in that direction. Well, thank you. <laughs> I I think it's, you know, I think it's everybody's obligation or it's what we're paid to do to help our clients, first off, grow their businesses. The only way they're going to grow their businesses if they have happy clients who come back. We don't want trial. We want people to, you know, we want them, we want frequency. We want people to come back. Mm-hmm. So if we don't do it once, I, I can get anyone to try something. But if I can't get the client to understand that making it easy for them and make it enjoyable for them and understanding every process of the path to conversion and sale is enjoyable or at least easy, then they're losing future sales. You know, we're talking about making promises. And one final question I just want to hit you with here. We want to make sure you're delivering as well. Is Austin still weird? <laughs> that's, very, that's very funny. Absolutely. Awesome. In the best way, though, in the best possible way. I will also tell you, um, I went to a Cabela's grand opening in Portland, Oregon last month, and I love Portland. I didn't realize that that was that town saying, too. Mm-hmm. Weird. I did not know that. And they're, they're, they're also a little funky. Yeah. That's a good word for it. <laughs> it's a little funky. Yeah, a lot of a lot of tattoos down there. Austin has a lot of Austin has a lot of beards. Mm-hmm. Well, Joni, this was great. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. It's time for our customer hero, customer zero segment. And guess what, Adam? What? I've got a zero. Oh man. <laughs> Another zero? Another one. And it's because it's a great example, though, of how if you don't think about the entire experience that could happen, you could really miss out on really important interactions that your customers have. So should I tell you the story? Tell me the story. So I have a certain credit card, American Express, that gives you all these great perks, right? And one of the perks is that I have a membership into one of these large office providers throughout the United States and elsewhere as well. 
And I love this perk. I use it when I travel, when I need a place to work. Everything works great. Flash your card, you get a desk, you get Wi-Fi in a strange city. It's perfect. And whenever I'm in those environments, the people who work there are great. Everything's great. So because one of my team members now has the Amex under my card, they offered that same perk to him. They sent his membership card to me. And the problem is he lives in California. I live in Illinois. So I simply wanted to ask, how can I get a new card sent to his correct address? I called the number on the back of the card and it does not have an email. I want to point that out. It does not have anything except a number. Called the number partially because my hand was screwed up. <laughs> I had a fractured hand at the time and I didn't want to spend my time typing. When I called, they said, we can't help you. This is only to reserve space. You've got to, call, you've got to, uh, email this email, which is listed nowhere. Nice. I know it gets better. So we, I email them, explain the situation. They are totally confused. Basically they keep writing back saying, okay, we'll send you another card. We're saying, no, that's not what we need. We just need this. Okay. We'll send it to this address. No, this is the address. I put all of that in the email and said, this is what the problem is. Every time that they wrote me back, they opened up a new ticket. Awesome. That's very cool. So not only were we not getting what we needed at all, they were completely misinterpreting what the problem was. They were really trying to fix a problem that didn't exist in some cases, and they could not just respond in a human way. Everything came back looking like it was written by a robot. So well, finally, I just sent the card. I activated the card on my end, sent it to my employee. They then started to reissue an American Express card that had nothing to do with this. <laughs> so we kept writing back. It's still going on. And what it what kills me is this number that they have on the back of their cards, it says, for service, call this number. If you go through their site, it's everywhere on their site, call this number. When that number really isn't customer service, it's only for reserving space. It's a very specific task-oriented number. So why not say that to your customers? And then why not create a better process for customer service so that somebody can get what they need? I can see you feel passionately about this. <laughs> That's obvious. It's a month of my life. <laughs> yes. And you know, we've talked about that in previous episodes. Wasting my time is like, that's like uh. my pet peeve. But you know, like the tell, you know, sometimes every organization, not, they have a tell, right? They have mm -hmm. something that you know just says what their culture is about customer service. And the tell here is that they made you, uh, they started a new ticket every time. Mm -hmm. That's called check in the box. Yep. All right. They're saying every time they're doing it, they're getting credit for resolving the issue. That's right. Even though the issue is not resolved, even though, you know, you've told me a little bit about this offline, your communication indicated that the issue was not resolved. Right. So that's sort of a tell for me. I see that and I'm like, yeah, they're, they're checking the box. They're, uh, they're working the system. Well, and if you think about even how this started, when I called the number and they basically said, you're doing this wrong from the beginning, even though that's the information they gave me as a customer. What is somebody supposed to do? And I was, quite frankly, unable to to use the channel that they wanted me to use at that time. And I even said that to them, and they could not do anything about it. So it's ironic because, again, every time I go into these places, I have a great experience. And this has totally soured the whole thing, which is really unfortunate. 
And it's a way that they're just not paying attention to one part of their experience and it's souring the whole thing. Well, and that's the different, you know, one of the things we always talk about, that's the difference between the product delivering and the service that surrounds the product. Mm-hmm. So the basic product, when you go in, their physical establishment's good, the Wi-Fi works, when the coffee's there, whatever, you know, all the, right. all the things you're looking for that you're paying for. But the customer experience surrounding that basic product is making Stinks. you want to jump <laughs> off a bridge. <laughs> exactly. So uh, anyway, I, they need to hire us. Have you That's- fully vented? We, I do, we're not ending this episode until you have fully vented. <laughs> was that a good, was that a good venting? That was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> There's more on the blog. <laughs> Ooh, very nice. So go to 360 Connects and check out the full oh, yeah. rent. Exactly. Exactly. We'll, we'll call it Full Metal Rant. I like it. <laughs> All right. So that was awesome. We are closing it out. Thank you so much for listening to episode eight of Crack the Customer Code. Check out more episodes online and please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. For the show notes, please go to crackthecustomercode.com. And if you like this podcast, and only if you like this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.